right, degenerates. Guess fucking what? The Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football League, the official league, is drafting tomorrow. So we wanted to give you guys our official boom-bust list, the guys we hate in the early rounds, the guys we want in the late rounds. By the time this airs, that draft will be done. They don't get to they don't get the inside info, okay? I'm not getting sniped every fucking round. I am joined as always by your dynasty degenerate, Mr. Steven Sampson, and your DFS degenerate, the commissioner himself, Mr. Eric Defusco. How you doing tonight, boys? Good Brian. What's up, Eric? What's up, degenerates? It is draft season. Hopefully you've got a couple drafts under your belt. If not, this weekend was a great time to do it. Excited for the draft tomorrow. How about you guys? I'm doing good, man. Steve and Brian, I will see you boys tomorrow for the live <laughs> draft. Gonna look forward to it. Hopefully everybody's on fucking time. There's always somebody that's fucking late. Doubt it. But we'll see. One of the late guys I'm picking up, so. We have a plan for that. At least that. have that. <laughs> we have a plan for that. Oh, yeah. We'll tell you after off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh. So, like I said, we're going to be going over uh, players in the early rounds that we kind of want to avoid at their current ADPs, guys in the late rounds that we just want to target. We want them so bad. But first, we need to hit the mailbag. The mailbag. Matt writes in and he says, I may be late to the party, but why all the hate for Miles Sanders from the fantasy community? He was the hottest name in fantasy last year and had a down year on a terrible Eagle squad who all had down years. He's the clear number one and a very talented back still. Someone, please give me a reason. Thanks. No, Matt, thank you. Okay. Um, Matt kind of answered his own question in a way. I'm sorry to cut you off. but oh, No, no. Go ahead and answer. The fantasy community was so high on Miles Sanders last year, all three of us included, that yep. he climbed into the first round. And... He was a complete bust. He did not return value. And people have that what-have-you-done-for-me-lately mentality, and they look at Miles Sanders and they say, nope, I was all in on him last year, and he burned me. Nope. And, I mean, there is cause for concern with Miles Sanders, too. Like, and you look at his receiving efficiency metrics, he's not fucking good, dude. He is not good in the receiving game. So that's hands. He's got hands like Nikhil Carey. Yeah, drops the ball a lot. (laughs) He run he actually he runs a lot of routes. I believe he was top ten in routes run for the running back position. Mm-hmm. But if you look probably, at the other advanced statistics like yards per route run, horrible. He's outside the top thirty, and he he's just he. I think he pretty sure he led the led running backs in drops. And he uh, did. That yep. is in a. I predominantly play in PPR formats, and I just don't really have a ton of interest in somebody like that. And this team just drafted Kenny Gainwell. Thank you. I mean. They they brought in uh, well, carry on's gone. They have George Howard there. <laughs> Boston Scott is still there. Like this team, Sirianni seems like he wants to. I feel like almost change this entire offense in a way. He doesn't like Hurts. He doesn't like Sanders. And <laughs> well, everybody they brought in for running backs behind Sanders has receiving upside. So that says to me that they don't believe that that Sanders can fix the drop problem. Yeah. And yeah, oh, and I would not be shocked if Sanders is not on the field for third downs. Yeah, I honest, I didn't watch the game last night, so I don't know if he even played or who was out there. So I'm not really sure. No, I m- but. missed it as well. But yeah, so to Eric's point, um, Miles Sanders caught 28 of 52 balls. I'm no mathematician, but that's right around 50 percent. That's terrible. And he averaged 3.79 yards per target. He had four fumbles. And he lost two of them. So, I mean, like, what is the upside, man? Like, he was the RB24 last year. Give me a reason he finishes higher than that. Because, like Eric said, they drafted Kenny Gainwell, who was the best pass catcher in this draft. We were saying it all offseason. We said it before the NFL draft that we were very interested where Kenny went. Because there might be a big role for him. Now, because he's behind Miles Sanders, it doesn't look like a big role. But he could be their third down back that goes out there and catches passes. So if Miles Sanders isn't catching passes, isn't running those routes, his upside is seriously limited. 
And it's just a matter of like, do I think he'll finish top 24? Probably. That's not why I'm fading him. I'm fading him because that's not where he's being drafted. I mean, he's be, he's being drafted in the third round. Yeah, he needs he's to be, slip to the yeah. fourth or fifth. He's, be, yeah. he's being fourth drafted as a top 15 running back. And I just don't I don't see how he possibly returns value there. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I don't I was, think so. I, I was in on David Montgomery last year because the year before that, his rookie season, he finished as RB24 and he was going in like the fifth round. And I said, you know, at that price, you're kind of buying him at his floor. Like that's around RB. He was going around RB26, I believe, last year. And I was About like, that. I'm like, there's really only the only way he, he I felt like he could go last year was up. Granted, he went way up. I didn't expect him to go that high, but <laughs> it, it's that's the thing. His ADP is just still a little too rich for me right now. I'm not spending a third round pick on Miles Sanders. Like I'm not taking him over DeAndre Swift. No, I'm not taking. No. I'm not even taking him over Clyde Edwards. Fucking Halea, dude. No way. Nope. And no, he's I'll like take you know, he's going around the, yeah. the RB eighteen, which is too high. He, he should be around the RB twenty four ish, which puts him in the, the late fourth or early fifth. And he had so two carries last night for thirteen yards. Uh, that was his production. Yeah, so they didn't really play him, but no, nope. you know, but like I mean, the guys that go after him, you know, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, even, even Henderson, like they all have top twelve potential. Mm-hmm. Do I think they'll get there? Probably not. But they have the upside. I don't see it with Sanders. So I'm going to take the guys with the upside. It's that simple. Yeah. So, um, Matt, I hope that answers your question. Obviously, uh, yeah. that's just about everything we got to say on it. And Yeah, I mean, just like we said, just we feel like there's better options around that area where he's going currently. And. That's that's where I stand. It sounds like that's where we all stand. Yeah. No, I I, I, I look for an excuse not to draft him. So yeah. if he's my if third, fourth, arbor, like my third running back on my team, sure, I'll take a yeah. shot. Oh yeah, fourth absolutely. Round, fourth round, I'd start thinking about it. Fifth round, I take a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I have at least one good running back and a couple solid wide receivers. I'll take a shot on Sanders as my my RB two or my RB three or. You know, at least I have the wide receivers to make up the the production that he most likely will lose for me. So yeah, and uh, I mean, like like Eric said, he kind of answered his own question. He, the yeah. the second sentence in the question, he was the hottest name in fantasy last year and had a down year on a terrible Eagles squad who all had down years. Why do I think the Eagles are good this year? I don't. <laughs> like they're probably going to be, be terrible again. Yeah. So. If if he if he's bad when they're bad, and I don't think they're going to be good, then eh, I'm probably going to fade Miles Sanders. He's no James Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Obviously, we really appreciate it. Matt is entered into the giveaway. He has the chance to win a full-size replica helmet signed by Tyreek Hill. It's an Eclipse helmet, all black, red logo, beautiful helmet. And paired with it, a Tyreek Hill custom stat jersey with his stats from the Super Bowl when they beat the 49ers. I mean, this thing is beautiful. They're both great. You want to start your collection. You want to add your collection. You want to hang some football shit up in your man cave. Or maybe you're just a Chiefs fan. Whatever the case is, you want this stuff. So send us an email. Share a social media post. Matt's entered. Why aren't you? And uh, that's going to bring us on to the guys we want, the guys we don't want. We might get a couple of beer bets in here. You never know. But let's talk about our boom bust players. The boom bust players. Dude, I haven't heard that in so long. (laughs) I forgot what it sounded like. Um, (laughs) The boom bust players. Yeah, I got to redo that, bitch. (laughs) So uh, let's start with Eric. Um, you know, obviously, the first thing that people think about with fantasy football is running backs. Either they want to take their running backs late, they want to take their running backs early, they have certain guys in mind. Are there any running backs you're currently looking to fade at their their current ADP in the first three rounds? You know, what, Nate, give me a guy that you're like, where he's going, I'm never going to own him. Well. 
I've already echoed this a lot, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse here and talk about him too much. But I am not in on Jonathan Taylor as long as he has a first round ADP. You want to be in the first and round at all? No, no. One twelve. I like other guys take Jonathan Taylor. I, I like other guys later. Wow, no, I didn't I'd think you were that take, down I'd, on him. I'd rather take. I'd, I'd take Najee. I'd take Eckler. I'd take Gibson. I'd take all them guys ahead of him. And. Could bear me, whatever. I'm just I've been down on Jonathan Taylor for months, and even though it's looking like Quentin Nelson and Wentz might be ready to go week one, but I'm still I'm still down on Taylor. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you guys another bonus player real quick. <laughs> Motherfucking Josh Jacobs has no business being in the third round. <laughs> None, <laughs> zero. There's no reason he should be going ahead of Chris Carson. I, he shouldn't even be going ahead of fucking Miles Sanders. We just talked about him. I take a yeah. shot on Miles Sanders before Jacobs. I, I'd give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Henderson, Carson. I would take a shot on E.T. Mike, I'd take fucking Mike Davis over Josh Jacobs. He's a scrub. I. He, he's in a timeshare. I don't say he's a scrub, but they, he's they in a bad Drake situation. In, yeah, yeah. They brought Drake in to take some of that work. And I, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you on Jacobs, Eric. If he dropped into the fourth or fifth round, more likely the fifth, yeah, I might take consideration. But yeah. in the third round, you're most likely not going to get the return in the early part of the third round for Josh Jacobs. Which on which on some sites, he is a fourth, fifth round pick, which I, I'm fine with that there. But in the third round, according to Sleeper's ADP, fuck no. Yeah, yeah no. no. I mean, dude, it, it, I mean, he finished as the RB8. Awesome. He had five games over 15 points. Like, he had some monster games, and he was fucking rubbish. He is running back Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Like, oh, he is <laughs> Yeah, he is so game script dependent. Somebody, yeah. like, actually, like, went back and looked at his logs. It He only does well when the Raiders are winning. Like, yeah. he, he, when the, when the Raiders are losing, he is. With he, uh, Jane Austen, he is garbage. <laughs> when they are losing, he is horrible. His worst games all came in losses. And, like, yeah. his best games came in wins. I mean, that kind of... Sounds cheesy because it's probably people are kind of like, well, yeah, that's probably how it usually is for most guys. But yeah, with him, it's such it was such a wide discrepancy between the two, between you know uh, Raiders losses and Raiders wins, that it's like holy shit. If they ain't winning, he ain't doing nothing. And now yep. he just probably lost. He for sure lost his third down work to Drake. <laughs> I, I still think he's gonna get the goal line carries. I mean, Drake might steal some, but I, Jacobs is gonna be the primary goal line back. And he's 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 at the top of he was at the top of the league in the goal line carries last year. He was one of the top running backs, so he at least has that going for him. Yeah, but it just there's no receiving upside with him. I feel like this is it's probably going to go to Drake. Yeah, you would think. I mean, you know, the last two years, or I'm sorry, but la- I mean, last year he didn't have a a ton of uh, passing volume, but the two years before that, he had over 50 receptions and over 65 targets. So, make of that what you will. I mean, last year, like I said, it went down a little bit. He only had 31 targets and 25 receptions, but Drake has shown the ability to do that, and I think the Raiders brought him in to utilize it. So, it's definitely uh, a real possibility. Um, Steven, do you have uh, somebody that you, you look to fade in the first three rounds at their current ADP? Miles Sanders. Yeah, well, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um other, I agree with Eric on on Jacobs. Um, he's a little more down on Taylor. I would I would consider him at the back end of the first, early second. Um, I mean, depending on who's there, I, I probably would take him still in the first. Um, it, it would just be Jacobs for running backs. Yeah, the, the rest of the guys I would still take in the in the top three. I mean, I would yeah, just just Jacobs. Yeah, like I, I, I thought I was gonna come into this and pick Dobbins, but if Dobbins is going mid third, I'm all right yeah, with that. Right, and that uh, yeah, a month ago he was going, too. He was late second, but uh, mid third, right. I'm, a, I'm fine with. You know, what I mean, yeah. he's a third round guy. I'm, I'm fine with Dobbins. Yeah, no, I would. I'm, I am too. Yeah. In the middle or, or late third round, I'm fine with him too. Early, I wouldn't take him. The thing about Dobbins is that I, I keep moving him up my rankings because I can see this avenue to him being so good and. Every time I get into a draft, I can't draft him. I can't pull the trigger. It's just a gut thing. Like, I have nothing to back it up. I have no numbers. I mean, he's incredible. But 
I don't know. It's like, why am I so afraid of J.K. Dobbins? Like, I can't find a way to put it into words. And you guys are much lower on Dobbins than I am. So you guys, I, I want you to tell me why you're right and I'm wrong. Because my rankings, I, I think I am as like the RB fucking 10 or something. And I mean, I don't have him in front of me, but I think I have him pretty fucking high. You're high, yeah. Uh, the and answer to that question, Brian, is Lamar Jackson. I'm not that afraid of Lamar Jackson. I'm not. I, I, I am with with their receivers all being hurt again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does happen every year. It, it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 I like the talent that, jo- that Dobbins has. He, he doesn't have Mark Ingram there to take touches. I don't think Gus Edwards has the same effect on Dobbins' share that, that Ingram did. I, you're higher on him. Uh, because you and I, I'm not really sure why. I can see because he's I can see the ceiling. Fuck. He is, and in in a run first offense, I can see the ceiling. I just don't have the same gut feeling because of Lamar's play style. I guess mm-hmm. is probably why I'm a little bit leery. Where he's you know in the 15 ish range for running backs, I can get on board a lot easier there. Than I can at ten, or yeah, even so inside you're, of the ten. So you're significantly more comfortable with him as your RB two than your RB one. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Uh, Eric, any thoughts? No, my, the whole thing with me with Dobbins is it's more of a situational thing. I just I I, I don't see him getting a heavy workload. Um, I do believe that Gus Edwards is going to be sprinkled in, and I don't think it's going to be like a substantial sprinkle, but I think he's going to get more carries than I think you guys do. And you do have the Lamar effect, but you can make an argument that the Lamar effect helps Dobbins too, because they're so scared of Lamar that it creates the running lanes for Dobbins. Like he was the number one running back in yards per carry last year. And Lamar is a big factor in that. And another downside that I see with Dobbins is that like Lamar is just not really one to check down the running backs, but with the wide receiver injuries going on, he might not have a choice because it's legit looking like it's going to be Mark Andrews and the running backs. And Yeah. yeah, Uh, fucking Devin Duvernay and Miles Boykin. Like, I mean, <laughs> Watkins is hurt. Bateman just got surgery. Hollywood Brown's nursing a hamstring injury. Like, their whole receiving core is getting banged up. And yeah. that's just kind of my whole thing with Dobbins. Like I said, I, he wasn't, when he was going in the second, I was like, nah, I am not, nah, I'm not spending a second round. But a third round, I'm okay with. He still wouldn't be like a, the guy. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I would have to get Dobbins. But like, he's somebody I would look at if a couple guys I wanted went. You know what I mean? And I'd be fine with it, but I wouldn't say he's a target of mine, but I think where he's so, at in the third round is 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 fair. ADP. And I, I will say this as well, that you bring up the yards per carry as being the highest in the league. He had some pretty anomalous games. Uh, he had week two, two carries for 20 uh, for 48 yards for a 24 yard yard per carry. Uh, one carry for 34 yards for a 34 yard yard per carry. He had a 7.5 yard per carry game in the last game of the year against Cincinnati. He had 13 carries for 160 yards for a 12.3 yard per carry. Uh, anomalies like that are going to jack his yard per carry through the fucking roof. And I think that kind of explains why. But like the thing for me is that the last six games he played he had at least one touchdown like if they're going to use him like that in the red zone and he's he's going to be a touchdown monster yeah that's that's my thing man i just i I believe he was like he was like seven for eight inside the five yeah Mm -hmm. he's a beast but anyway so he's not the guy i'm really fading the guy i'm really fading is kind of a tolaire um you know He's currently being taken right around running back 13. Last year, he was running back 22 at the finish. And nobody can really explain to me why he's going to finish any higher than that. I don't think he will. I think he's going to be right around, you know, RB 20. And so I'm not going to draft him that fucking high when I think he has virtually no shot of finishing in the top 12 unless Andy Reid completely reverses what he has done up to this point since he got Patrick Mahomes and we saw it with Kareem Hunt. We saw it with Damian Williams. And now we're seeing with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They start off hot. 
They hand the ball to the running back all the fucking time. He gets a ton of work. And as the season progresses, the running back gets the ball less and less and less and less because they want to, they want Pat Mahomes to throw the ball. And we've seen it for years now. And I, I just, even the Kareem Hunt years, that goes all the way back to Alex Smith. Like, didn't forget Pat Mahomes. It's just Andy Reid has changed his coaching approach. It's not the same. He doesn't, it's not LaShawn McCoy anymore, dude. You know, I just, I don't see Clyde Edwards Hilaire's upside because I don't believe that Andy Reid will consistently give CEH the ball. I think that he can finish a little higher than you do. I think he's probably looking at like the right around the 15 mark for a ceiling. So slightly higher than you, but not, you know, not phenomenal. Not where he's getting drafted for sure. Um, I, I don't think I'm as much of a fade on him as you are because I still would draft him in the third round fairly earlier in the third. But I do think that I would take a couple of guys ahead of him that go a lot of times after him. And that's my thing. It's, it's just, it, I don't care where he gets drafted. I'm just looking at the guys that go after him, and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have them. For me, yeah. he's probably back near Miles Sanders. See, I would, I would take him... At the end of the third. I would take... My order would probably be, for, for what goes in the third, would probably be Gibson Swift. And then it would be close for me between CEH and Dobbins. Oh, you're high. You're high. No. Dob- I'll take Dobbins any day of the week over CEH. Yeah, that's but not, I, that is not I even I believe close a little me. bit more in CEH than you do. But those, that's where I would debate taking him. It would be between those two, and then the rest of the guys would come after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a third-round ADP. Uh, I see a lot of people jumping on him in the second. I am not okay with that. <laughs> no. Not but are you are you fine with yeah. him at the front of the third, or you want him at the back? I'm 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 all right with him at the at the turn if you really want him. Because like I like I've said at those turn picks, you, you if there's a guy you want, you got to get him there. So it kind of depends on the person in a way. Yeah, but why do you? Why would you want Ceh over Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift? No, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Well, I would take him over Dobbins, but uh, I'm not taking him over Gibson and Swift. Oh my god, you um, guys are drunk. Not no, yet. Not drunk. Sometime <laughs> tomorrow afternoon, sir. Yeah, like, yes, so sir. There is a pet. So, like, I I get the I get why people are coming around on him and why there's a bunch. Le- Once Le'Veon Bell got there, it was a tale of two halves. Like he was getting. 25 attempts, 10, 20, 16, 10, 26. Yeah, a couple of low attempt games in there. And then Le'Veon Bell showed up, and it's 8, 6, 5, 14, 11. Then he kind of started to get the ball a little more later in the season, started to feed him a little more. And, like, in the beginning, he was getting targeted. I mean, eight targets, six, three, eight, four, four. Like, he was getting at least, what is, I don't know what that average is out to, maybe five, four or five targets a game. I kind of get why people want to take Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, Clyde, it's it's Clyde's show now. It, it Bell's gone, and people, it this is a high scoring offense. And usually, teams that score points usually means you have players on that team that score points. I get it, but it doesn't always work that way. Doesn't always translate to oh well, this is the number one scoring offense in the league. That running back must be top ten. Well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was RB twenty two. And yeah, that's just and that's my point. Yeah. You know, and then you like you said, we said you had a guy like James Robinson, one of the worst offenses in the league. He was like RB fucking five. Mm-hmm. And don't hey, don't get me wrong. You, like you can look. Usually there's teams as you know, second, third and high scoring team. And the RB finishes as RB four. You know what I mean? Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? Saints, yeah. You know, when they were top three, four in the league at points per game. And he always did well. It, it's just it's different situations for different teams. But I'm fine with Edwards Alaire in the third. Not in the second. So my 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 thing with the Le'Veon Bell argument is that it's it's I almost look at it as a built-in excuse for what we've seen for like I said we've seen this from the Chiefs for years now since Andy Reid got to the Chiefs the running backs get a lot of work and then they don't and I think it has a lot less to do with Le'Veon Bell than it has to do with Andy Reid. I mean the dude did not get that much work. He just didn't. It's not like Le'Veon Bell was soaking up tons of targets and tons of carries. He barely saw the field. It was just, it was see, it was just the, the way that it, it it panned out. They just didn't want to give him the fucking ball. And I mean, it, it's not like his snap percentage drastically dipped. And 
I mean, like I said, to me, I just, I have to see it first because it's more that I don't trust Andy Reid than CEH. I think he's phenomenal talent. And if they wanted to give him the ball, I think he would do extremely well. I just don't think they want to give him the ball. They don't want to take the ball out of the $50 million arm of Patrick Mahomes. So anyways, so uh, that's enough running backs. So let's talk about some wide receivers. I got a quick the, question. Yes, sir. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into like a, a five minute thing. You don't have to give me a reason. I just just give me a guy. Is there a, a running back in the top three rounds that you just for some reason you just have a weird feeling about, and you just you you kind of basically answering what we just answered, but maybe it's more like a higher polarized, a more polarizing player that you just have a bad feeling about, and you don't think you want him on your fantasy team. Because like some people are off on CMC. My my answer to that question is Saquon. I do not want him. I don't know. I just don't know why I should. I just don't. I, I do not want to own him. I think I kind of gave my answer when I was going over Dobbins. Like it, it, I, I see a path to success. And for whatever reason, whenever I'm in a draft, I just I just don't pull the trigger. And I, I don't know why. It's just like a gut thing. And I kind of talk myself out of it when I see him there. And uh, I really have no idea why. It's just I just can't do it. Yeah. Another guy like that for me is Joe Mixon. See, I'm I'm the opposite with Mixon. I'm fine with taking him. And it's like I should be because I have him ranked really high and I see the paths of success. And then like every time I get the chance to take him, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean I, I believe me, I mine. I understand yeah. that completely. Yeah. Who do you have, Eric? Aaron Jones. Oh, you're dead wrong. I just I, you leave him alone. I do you get off I, his I, balls. He's just something that's me. saying I'm taking uh, Jones tomorrow. <laughs> something about it, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's just more like I can't definitively say it's more of like a I don't know, man. It's just something's telling me not to take him. Hey, that whole offense now with Rogers back is everybody's expected to boom. So I, I can understand that. You you get that bad feeling that that the whole thing might implode, but I'm I'm certainly taking my chances yeah. with Aaron Jones this year, especially where he's getting drafted. He's being drafted as the RB nine in this yeah. in this in this draft we're looking at. He's the RB nine. You'd be crazy not to take him there when he's finished top five the last two years. I I, I just said I just wanted to give an answer. I didn't want to get yep. into a debate. Nope. No, nope. no, I something's mean, I, just telling me I don't know what it is. Like I said, like you said with Dobbins, something's telling me not to take him for some fucking reason. Would I yeah. still take him at 109 if he's there? Probably. And then I would probably be like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have did that. Something. You'd be trying to <laughs> dump him <laughs> as soon as the draft ended. <laughs> you get that, uh, what do you call that? Like uh, Intuition. Intuition, yeah. And I don't know why. I, I don't think it's that I think he's going to do bad. But, man, every time I take Nick Chubb, I'm just, ugh, I don't know. I can't explain yeah. it. I just don't feel good. Yeah. I have a little bit of that with Chubb. I don't. I don't know why either. I'm definitely. I mean, I still. I don't hesitate I love to take him, him, dude. I love I wonder, Chubb. I think he's I have awesome. To, like, I, I have to wonder with Chubb him. if it's just the fact that Hunt is behind him, and there's just that looming doubt. Yeah, maybe. I, I think you know so. maybe they're going to use Hunt a little bit more, cut into Chubb's workload. You know, yeah. even though we saw last year, I think pretty much what their roles are going to be. There's still that lingering doubt um, as to whether or not they're going to cut back some of his work. That that yeah. one I think a lot of us have, because I, I I won't lie. I'm even though I traded with you, Eric, for him in the uh, that other league when we drafted, I still have my small doubts about Chubb, but I, I want to take the chance in the upside. Yeah, absolutely. And but it's like I mean, like I said, I I know you're not trying to start a big debate or anything. I just for me with Dobbins, it's that I haven't seen him do it. I've seen him do it for a couple games, and that makes me nervous. With Steve, it's injuries. Can Saquon mm -hmm. stay healthy? Can he not stay healthy? Well, he, and the he Giants. Wants him, he wants him to prove it. With Aaron Jones, I mean, that is 100% gut because he hasn't given you a reason to doubt him. Yeah. No, that's basically what I was saying. Like, <laughs> it's just a guy that's just like it's just a gut thing where you're just like, nope. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I'm on board. Like, I mean, just some some people feel that way about guys, and everybody I mean, has bias. Yeah. Everybody has a player they don't like. I mean, we we all have that guy. You know, mine was mine was I was high on Corey Davis for a few years, and now I hate Corey Davis. 
You know, everybody has that those one or two players that burn you, you one Julio. time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't hate Julio. Julio's just an old man, and uh, I appreciate the career he's had. And it's time for him to ride right off into the sunset. Well, speaking of Julio, let's get into our wide receivers. Top three round wide receivers that you are looking to fade the most. The guys you absolutely will not own at the current ADP. Steven. Julio. I will not own Julio. Um, And my attitude on him changes slightly for redraft, but not enough to make me take him. Just because there's so many guys around him that I would rather have. And I'm okay reaching at that point to take a guy that has what I feel is a little more upside in in the late third round where Julio's going. So, and and I I don't know. I think it's just recent Julio performance. I guess. I mean, he's still a fantastic wide receiver when he's on the field. It's just how many games is going to be on the field. I guess is probably my my biggest thing with him. Already battling an injury. He's, yeah, he's yeah. already got hammies again. So. Um, maybe AJ Brown isn't my fucking good choice then. I was gonna say AJ Brown. Yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely. I am saying AJ Brown. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, AJ Brown's the guy. I'm just at mid mid second. Nah. Like where Ricky's <laughs> like where Ricky will be picking tomorrow at the two three turn. Yeah, I, I'm okay with AJ Brown there. I still would rather have some of those other guys ahead of him. But yeah, if he's at the end, you mean at the end of the second. Yeah, the end of the second. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm fine with him at the end of the second. In the middle or early where he's still going, no. No, thank you. Yeah. But so, I'm not I mean, as strong as it as I am on Julio with that. But So I, I'm absolutely planting my flag on A.J. Brown, period. Uh, you know, his rookie year, we saw him become relevant with insane efficiency. Just crazy efficiency. He was the most efficient wide receiver in the league. And preseason last year, I predicted his downfall because I said he cannot keep up those numbers. And he didn't. But he received a much higher volume. He received a much higher target share. And it leveled out. He was still phenomenal. There's no fucking way he does that with Julio on the field. I just just can't see it. Even if Julio plays half the year, you're not going to get your return on A.J. Brown in the second round. I would not take him until the third. So what you're saying is end of the second, early third, you're fine with Brown, but not in the middle of the early second. I'm not taking him in the second at all. I, pro- I I wouldn't even look at him until the middle of the third, and even then I probably wouldn't take him. You could If, if volume increases, you could definitely see it kind of level out where, you know, if he receives more volume and less target share, or they pass more, but he receives less target share, you could see it level out, but... With Derrick Henry on the team, I just don't see them passing more. I think I think they're going to pass a little more, but I don't think it's going to be like egregious, you know. Yeah, I don't think like maybe a couple the- of percent more towards you know, I don't know what they passed last year off the top of my head. A little Where more towards the median? Yeah, a little bit, like maybe like a percent and a half, which yeah, uh, I don't uh, see to what? An extra <laughs> 20 pass pl- uh 20 25 pass plays. I maybe think it's going to be more, more than that. that. Because I don't see Henry carrying it 300, almost 380 times again. I think they try to get him back down to around 300. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine with the addition of Julio um, that you see those roughly 80 rushing plays turn into passing yeah. plays. So that's the difference for you and me. You're predicting more passing volume. Slightly, yeah. Okay. So... um Eric, you said your guy's A.J. Brown? My guy is A.J. Brown as well. And I want to ask right. the same question. Is there just a, just a gut feeling wide receiver you're trying to avoid in these top D.K. Metcalf. Rounds? D.K. Metcalf. See how long that took me? I'm telling you right now, I will not own D.K. Metcalf. I can't tell he you why. Off your board, 100%. Do I, like, it is current ADP? On your list? Absolutely. Absolutely. His current ADP, I can guarantee you I will not own D.K. Metcalf. And I might be 100% wrong, and that's fine. Somebody else will get to enjoy it. But I, I cannot bring myself to draft DK Metcalf. And it's just a gut feeling because I don't think they're going to pass a lot. I think Russ is back on the cuffs. I don't think they're going to let Russ cook. And when Russ stopped cooking, his numbers went way the fuck down last year. He was much closer to the median. So 
I'm not looking for that. I'm not interested. My guy, as, as crazy as it is, is probably Tyreek Hill. I don't know why. I just do not, I don't want to own him this year. And, and I know if he went into the second, which I know he won't, I probably would. But where he's going in a lot of drafts early first, I don't. I just don't. I, and I don't know why. I, it's just a gut feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Because that offense should be great. He should get a ton of work. He, he should still have a chance to finish as a top wide receiver, if if not in the top three. Um, I, I don't. I just don't want him. I, I really don't know why. So I got a tilt here because I don't want to give a double take. And I, I'm not as strong about this one, but I have slight concerns. Slight concerns. But he still is such a great ADP that... I don't think it's a bad pick. My pick's going to be Allen Robinson. Oh, no. I, no. Dude, I think I think <laughs> Fields is going to take the field a lot sooner than people think. And I kind of have a feeling I, that Fields is going to spread that ball around a lot. I think he's going to involve multiple pass catchers, tight ends, running backs. And I do think it is going to hurt Allen Robinson a little bit, but... He's still, I don't think, is a terrible third-round pick, but he's somebody, uh, I don't know. There might be tie breaks. <laughs> it might be tie breaks, you know. Yeah. It's just kind of a boldish prediction, but I, I just, I think Fields is going to spread the ball around a lot more than people realize. I definitely don't agree with Alan Robinson, but who was your original pick that you didn't want to copy? Tyreek Hill. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I, I do it. When I first did my wide receiver rankings, I had him at wide receiver six. And I was like, no, that's too disrespectful. But yeah, <laughs> and, but yeah I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's just I, it, nothing you can back it up with. It's just one of those things where it's like. Just got. Just got. Yeah. Like ah, something's telling me not to take him. But All right. So uh, let's move on to quarterbacks. Is there a top 10 quarterback that you find yourself just you never ever drafting you can't bring yourself to do it and you have no interest i predict we're all three gonna have the same guy i doubt it mine's lamar i don't want him i'm not gonna own him he's going way too high i would much rather have all the other nine guys than him yeah. he does rush for a thousand yards though every year i know but i i, I honestly would rather take you'd rather take who? Brady? I would take. I would take. Uh, well, after I mean Jackson, what do you have him? Five, six, five. I would. So you have Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Prescott, Lamar, right? Yes. Okay. I would rather have Russell. No, I have Wilson. Mahomes, Murray, Prescott, right? Allen, it, it, Lamar. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, those in whatever order. Five, yeah. But those are the top five. I would rather have Wilson, Rogers. Uh, I would take Tannehill. And Aaron Rodgers, yes, and I could probably be talked into taking Justin Herbert. You, whoa, 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 you would take Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill over Lamar Jackson, yes. No, I don't want to own him. Silly, if I six point passing touchdown league, maybe, but even still, then no, I'm taking Lamar, yeah, I'm not, I just don't want to own him. I don't clearly feel comfortable, yeah. Um. The way he plays, no, I'll let somebody else take him. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I mean, I kind of get it a little bit because I'm lower on Lamar than Eric, but no, I'm not that low on him. If you can get him at the end of the fourth, I'm fine with it. I know his ADP is a little higher than that, but there is a realistic possibility he could slide to that level, and I just, no, I'm... I'm not taking those guys ahead of Lamar Jackson. Fucking Ryan Tannehill. He's, he's, he's my safety school. He's the guy I draft when there's no one left. Like, he's mm-hmm. not like, Lamar no, Jackson. No, and I, like, and I get that. I just, I would rather have all of those guys and, and wait if I have to, but I just don't want to take Lamar. And I'm with you there. I'd rather wait on a quarterback and spend that fourth or fifth round pick on a running back or a receiver or whatever yeah. and to spend it on a QB. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, if we're I, talking like, if we're talking like, like, would I rather have Tannehill in the ninth or Lamar Jackson in the fourth? I'd rather have Tannehill in the ninth. Yeah, yeah. If you if you tell me I have like it's it's different with this with tight ends and quarterbacks than it is with wide receivers and running backs because of how sparse they are 
in the first like eight rounds. If you told me I had to take a quarterback within the first five rounds, I probably wouldn't have to consider taking Lamar. It would be after. Probably. Um, <laughs> it, probably. It, but it would be after Wilson. I would definitely still take Russell Wilson ahead of him, and I might take Rodgers. Funny you bring him up. You'll never guess who my quarterback is. Oh, I know is. who yours is. I, I know who yours is. <laughs> Fuck it, Russell Wilson. I just I don't trust that motherfucker. I don't. And it's not really him. It's more Pete Carroll, I guess. But no, if they're not going to let Russ cook, I'm all set. Because I've seen what Russell Wilson does when he's not cooking. And you can draw a line in the sand. It's clear as day. Week 10 on, his numbers are mediocre at best. At best. He finished the season wide receiver six because he started as the, he, he started the season as the, the uh, court. Uh, I said wide receiver, didn't I? He started the season as in top three at quarterback. And then he dropped and dropped and dropped. And every week he got worse. And I'm all set. I'm not doing it. I'm not playing this fucking game with Pete Carroll, who clearly is not as good of a coach as I thought, because if he had a fucking brain, he would just say, hey, you know what? I have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I wonder if I should let him throw. Oh, uh, yeah, you should. You fucking Mongo. Just let him throw the ball, dude. But he doesn't. He doesn't want to. And I'm not interested in owning Russell Wilson until that changes. Am I wrong? I somewhat disagree. But I I'm just shocked. I said somewhat. I didn't say strongly. <laughs> I, I see your point, and and you make a great case for it. Um, but I still think that there is a pretty decent path to to Russell Wilson still finishing in the top five range. Like you oh, say, absolutely. Whether Pete Carroll pulls his head out of his ass, but where they drafted. A, you know, a couple of wide receivers. It says to me that that they were looking to pass more. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little higher on Wilson than most everybody else is, anyway. So, so that's that, my that only holdback. But and you br- you bring up a great point, and that's my only holdback is that number one, they drafted wide receivers, which all of us could not make sense of, and number nope. two, Russell Wilson stopped demanding a trade. Yep. So. Did they sit down with him and like, hey, we're going to let you cook. Don't worry about it. We'll throw the ball more. You can run the team. Don't worry. You know, don't, listen, Pete calls a, a, a run play. Just change it at the line. No big deal. Like what happened there to smooth his uh, to soothe his rustled feathers? You know, yeah, something took ev- place. Everything went radio silent. Exactly. On that front. So. I mean, Russell Wilson was steadfast on demanding a trade. He was fucking pissed. And then all of a sudden, you just never heard another word. This wasn't Aaron Rodgers. You just never heard another word out of him. You know, there was no more leaks. And, you know, all of a sudden, he's happy to be there. And it's like, well, what happened? So I will give you that. There is a chance that Pete Carroll said, you know what? Russ is right. I got to let him throw. And in that case, I'll be wrong. I'll be dead wrong because he absolutely has the potential to be top five. There's no question about it. He will finish top five if they let him cook. They had to go back and look at those games, didn't they? I mean, because at the end of the season, the coaches sit down, they go back and look at everything and say, you know, what what do we do right? What do we do wrong? What do we need to improve? They had to look at those games at the first half of the season when when they were just fucking. I mean, they were winning by decent amounts and their offense was fantastic. Russell was throwing the wide receivers were both Lockett and Metcalf were phenomenal for fantasy. I know they don't care about that, but that does translate into, you know, somewhat into the NFL when your team is winning by having those, those great receivers, they had to look at that. And and I would think at least and say, you know, Hey, maybe we need to readdress what we're, what we're thinking here. Russell wants out because we're not going to let him throw. Um, You know, maybe, maybe we should rethink our, our run first progress here. Yeah, I mean, and that's just rhetorical. I I don't know. I'm just, I mean, you would think they would have to do that, wouldn't you? You would think, but like, you you also think that Pat Nahi would look at the game tape and be like, you know what? Maybe I should run the ball more because my quarterback's not that good. You know? Oh, now now you're just getting crazy with thinking he's actually smart. (laughs) But, uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to look it up real quick because I believe they actually had a worse record before when they weren't letting Russ cook. Um, That's what I mean. When he was throwing like the first three, what, five, six, seven, first seven or eight games, I think they were winning most of those. I think they lost two. I think they were like five and two or something like that. I might be wrong, but I thought that they were actually winning. So when they stopped letting Russ cook, they were six and three. Yeah. And the rest of the season, they only lost one game. Yeah. So it's like you can make the case either way with the wins and yeah. losses. Um, yeah. And that's what scares me. It's like I really I don't trust Pete Carroll to pull his head out of his ass. Like I said. So, uh, Eric, who's your quarterback? It's going to cause some fucking, this is going to ruffle some feathers. I love it. Oh, I love controversy. Justin Herbert. Totally agree. Really? Uh, I, I I love Justin Herbert, and I will draft him. I will not hesitate, but I all, whatever you're about to say, I totally agree. In the top 10? We haven't seen it. We haven't his AD, seen it. Yeah, his ADP is a little too high. It's like I had said on a previous episode, like, he... <laughs> He does worse when Eckler's there. Look at his fucking game logs. He he. I don't know if it's it's Eckler. I don't know if teams started to figure him out, but I mean, it, week 12, 15.4 against Buffalo. New England, 6.3. Those are tough matchups. Atlanta, 16.7. Uh, he had a good game against the Raiders, 26.9. 15.7. Denver, uh, 17. He literally played backups. He had 32 points. Yeah. No, he trailed off at the end yeah, of the man. year for sure. He trailed off. And he was fucking lights out, dude, when Eklo was hurt. I mean, look at those mm-hmm. middle, those mid, uh, yeah, weeks, weeks, you know what I mean? Five weeks, to like 11 five, or so. Six, seven. I believe he was like quarterback three during that mm-hmm. stretch. And it, yep. it's more of a, it, it, it's, and I'm kind of like, I, I don't like, I like the talent of Herbert. Maybe not quite as much as you guys, but it, it, it's an I ADP said I had him in my top him. 10, so. Yeah, I still do too. But it, it, it's the thing with Herbert is it, it's more of a, a the cost. I'm not willing to pay the cost that he is currently going at. I would much rather w- wait and take Tannehill two rounds later, or take Brady mm-hmm. two rounds later, mm-hmm. or, or take even Stafford's going after him. I mean, three rounds later, like I'd much and rather wait and take one of those guys. And that's why I said I completely agree. I'm not I'm not unwilling to gamble on Herbert. Um, I want Herbert. I would love to own Justin Herbert. But I mean, you're not wrong. At his current ADP, I'll probably let him pass me by and I will look for Tannehill and Stafford and Brady just like you said. That's fine. It, it, I I totally agree with it. I I'm much higher on Herbert than you are. I think he's much better than you think he is. Uh I shouldn't say much better. I think he's better than you think he is. I I believe in him more, I should say. And but that still doesn't mean I want to take him at his current ADP. So I don't really disagree with you. I, like I said, I totally agree. Even though we have totally different views on Herbert at his current ADP, yeah, I I totally agree because I think top five is very tough for him. I think it's an uphill battle. And if I'm not going to get a top five quarterback, I'm probably not drafting him in round six or earlier. So that means I'm out on Herbert, you know? Yeah, he doesn't have the rushing ceiling that the other guys do. Mm-hmm. So. Top top five is definitely going to be harder for him. I don't know that I would. I can't. I can't talk myself. Out. I I probably would take a chance on him in the six. If, if Dak was gone, if Wilson was gone, I, I might take a chance on Herbert at the end of the six. You would if rather would, have Brady Stafford or Tannehill, or even Matt Ryan. I would rather have Tannehill. I would rather have Stafford. I would rather have Ryan. But if it, it, it this this would severely depend on my team makeup because I don't like taking a quarterback that high, especially like I would take the chance on one of the other five because of the substantial rushing upside. Um, but I can't say that I wouldn't do it. Fair enough. So, uh. Let's talk about some tight ends. You know, I mean, uh, we get the top 10 tight ends. I'm going to leave Kyle Pitts out of this. He's not available. 
because <laughs> we'll all pick Kyle Pitts on his current ADP. That's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. so fucking ridiculous, dude. If you're if you're drafting Kyle Pitts round four or above, take your fucking head out of your ass. He should not go that fucking high in redraft. There's a 0.0% chance he returns value unless he is the freak among freaks. It's happened like once in the last 10 years. He needs to have a career year for a rookie tight end. Like literally Mm -hmm. a career year. Like motherfucker needs to break the receiving rookie yardage record that Mike Dick has set for tight ends, which I think is like <laughs> 1,100 yards. He's yeah. going so high, and I know somebody in my draft tomorrow is going to, in the draft tomorrow is going to fucking take him early, dude. Somebody's going <sighs> to, mm-hmm. it, it, it happened. I get it. I get sucked in. You get sucked in. Steve gets sucked. We all get sucked in sometimes to the hype train. It, it, but it, the Kyle Pitts one is when I'm off. That yeah. thing, wh- that thing passed me by months ago. And, and I ain't like, have to I've... fucking stop. I have, I mean, I don't think there's any question to the listeners. I have clearly been the biggest Kyle Pitts cheerleader on this podcast. And even I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Now, where, where he's at is way too early. If he if he goes down like seven, eight, with the, the I want to say the bulk of the medium level of tight ends is, I'm, I'm perfectly fine taking that shot, but. Yeah, no, if you want to mix him in with the Mike Gusecki's and Dallas Dallas Godert's and Robert Tunyon's of the world, I'm fine with it. Even even around where fans go, and I'm okay with it, Uh, but not up with with Waller and Andrews. I I just, I can't. And even ahead of Hawkinson, I can't. No, that's what kills me. Uh, So, anyways, so who are you fading other than Kyle Pitts out of the top 10 tight ends? Steven. Noah Fant. No. Yes. You love Noah and Fant. I do. <laughs> I, do. I do love Noah Fant. Um, <laughs> and it's another one of those things. I just, I've had the opportunity to draft him in multiple drafts over the last week, and I have found myself taking Gasecki and Godert and Higby and passing on Noah Fant. I, I, and even taking Irv Smith. Um, I don't know why. I, I think it's probably more because I'm finding an opportunity to take either Judy or Sutton for my wide receivers, and I don't want both my... Yeah, you don't want to stack? I don't want to stack the tight end and the wide receiver. And I, f- I think that's the only reason, but... I, I don't know. I it just for whatever reason I find an excuse not to take Fant in redraft, and, and I really like Fant. I am very high on him. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the quarterback uncertainty. Um, I don't know. I hopefully I change my opinion the closer we get to the season, and uh, maybe we'll have an answer on, on the quarterback after this weekend. But if it's anything like it was last weekend, I I think I could get back on the Fant train, but. I don't know that, but that's the guy that I'm looking for a reason not to draft when when it gets to that spot. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Eric, who are you looking at? So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna give two answers real quick. <laughs> Any one of the top three is one of my answers. I just I don't. And a lot of other guys are gonna tell you. You listen to other people like that. Oh, Kelsey's a lock. Sure. Yeah. So if you got a late first round pick. I totally get why you take Travis Kelsey. It, it, it's he's he's by far and away the best fucking tight end. And you know Darren Waller had a fantastic year last year, and I, I think he's going to be fine. And I think George Kittle will rebound too. But I just I hate my team build when I take an early tight end. Every time I do it in a mock, mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. I'm like. Ugh. Uh, you know, I took Kelsey in the first, but damn, I could have taken Stefan Diggs. Or, uh, you know, I took Darren Waller in the late second. I passed on Justin Jefferson. Or, well, I let you know, I took George Kittle in the third, and I could have had DeAndre Swift. It's just I don't know mm-hmm. what it is because I feel like there's you can I I don't know like there's a lot of late tight ends. I feel like you can throw shots on man, and and I feel like a couple of them are gonna hit. Like maybe not hit to their level. I'm not saying that, but they'll be sufficient serviceable like, good enough and 
Real quick, another tight end in the top 10 that I'm fading is uh, Dallas Goddard. Zach Ritz is still there. Yep. I can completely yeah, see that. that. That's pretty much all I got that. to it. So he, he, if he was by himself, I'd be all in. But so long as Ertz yeah. is there, nah, it's mm-hmm. going too high. I don't totally disagree with any of that. Um, nope. You know, I typically stay away from tight end early. And so I, I get your point. Like you look at the wide receivers and the running backs you could have had instead of that tight end. But I mean, what do you think about positional advantage? I mean, Travis Kelsey gives you such leverage over the field. I mean, yeah, you're going to end up with worse running backs or worse wide receivers, but those kind of balance out a little bit easier, don't you think? But no, so like I said, I totally get the argument that it's you get such a positional advantage over the field when you have a guy like Kelsey and even Kittle and Waller. You know, they're in a tear by themselves compared to the rest of the of, of the uh, tight end field. And it's probably more of a personal preference thing, honestly. It's like I'm not telling anybody to do like, I'm not telling you to not go out and draft Kelsey. If you want Kelsey, take Kelsey. Like, I just personally, every time I've done a mock, like I said, and I just I take Kelsey in the first, I'm like, nah. I just mm-hmm. I hate it because I always passed on a guy I would have wanted instead. And the same goes for Kittle and Waller. But I, I get your point, and you do have a point that it, it, it kind of balances out, but you do pass on – you have to pass on a really good prospect at a, at a running back position to take one of them guys. That's true. It, running backs dry up fucking quick. Yeah, <laughs> and then you, you're taking unknowns like Gaskin in the fifth, and James Robinsons and Mike Davis, and then I'm I like Mike Davis, but yeah, I get the cause for concern with them. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. So uh, for my guy, I'm I'm looking at Mark Andrews, man, and I just, I still cannot get on board. He He's a pretty good tight end, talent-wise. He's pretty good. He has been the benefit of basically being the only target on his team. And guess what he they, is now? And that they have tr- I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> they have tried to replace him year after year after year in the draft, and it doesn't work. And they draft bums, and they draft guys that get hurt, and this year, they go out and draft somebody else, and guess what? He's fucking hurt. And I don't know. It's like, dude, my biggest fear is that I draft Mark Andrews, and I, I get a baller-ass tight end for like four weeks, and then those guys get healthy, and he's fucking nobody. And that's what I'm afraid of. It's like, obviously, those guys are hurt. He's going to start the year just dope. But... I don't want him all fucking season. And I just I'm not taking him in the in the top five rounds to what hope to trade him in the second week of the season. Like, no, 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 no. If I don't think he's my tight end all fucking year, I'm not drafting him at all. Never mind in the first five rounds. Yeah, no, I agree. He's going way too high. If he's if he's down a couple rounds. I'll I'll take the chance on him. He's one of the few that I would take the chance on drafting a little earlier than I typically would take a tight end, but not in the not in the fourth round, which is where he pretty much is going. Um, yeah, that's I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. I think he's again going to be the beneficiary of injured wide receiver talent because they're almost their entire wide receiver core is hurt. So. He should see a nice uptick in targets again, but yeah, uh, it's just it's too rich for my blood. I, I don't like taking that position that early. Eric? No, I don't either, and I don't really want to echo a lot of what you guys just said about Andrews, but we just hit it. Like he's looking like one of the uh, last guys standing, even though he just left camp with severe cramps. They actually had to cart him out. <laughs> um, I think it has something to do with diabetes too. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried yeah, about cramps because that's so. just hydration. No, away, yeah, you know, but he, it's a, he's got type one diabetes, so that is always a concern that like something serious mm-hmm. could happen to him. But yeah, um, that's kind of why they they said that he doesn't play. Uh, yeah, that's why know, they keep a his snap count snaps. Down. Yeah, they keep a snap. Like he's always like 50, 60 percent snap guy. Yeah, sometimes a little. It depends. Some, if, if it's a competitive game, he's out there. But 
I mean, like I yeah, said, they've, I, I, they've literally tried to replace him at every turn, man. You know? <laughs> well, they're trying. I, I know they're trying to keep his workload down because, and I believe it's like Eric said, that they're monitoring his um, health condition yeah. and stuff like that. But they can't replace him. I mean, <laughs> they just can't. Every time they try, they just can't. So I don't think they're trying to replace him. I mean, they traded Hayden Hurst to the fucking Falcons. Well, why would they replace, do that? They but, wanted to replace but, him. I but think they're trying to ease his workload. Yeah. 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 I guess. It's yeah. I, I don't mean they're trying to replace him yeah. at tight end. I'm saying they're trying to replace his targets with wide receivers. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they would like to ease his workload, you know, because they, they would probably like to ease him back a little bit if they can. Yeah. And, but yeah, I'm great. He's going too high. And I'm not going to get him because Ricky's going to take him. So <laughs> he fucking <laughs> loves the guy. He yeah, loves he's got Andrews, a man crush dude. On him. He's got a man crush on him. He loves Andrews. So, and dude, uh, he's, he's wildly inconsistent. Look at his fucking games, dude. 22 yeah. points, 3 points, 4 points, 20 points, 17, 4 points, 5 points, 5 points, 13, 20. And he actually ended the season okay. but Yeah. You get my so, point. He is, he is boom or bust, dude, at tight end. <laughs> like, he's going to get you 20 or 2. Yeah. Yep. I'm all and sad. you can't count on it being a road home split either because he's inconsistent at home and then the next week on the road and then he'll have three games in a row that he's great in both spots. It's it's crazy. There's there's no way to really judge which weeks to play him and which weeks to not. Yeah. He's a DFS guy for me. He's not a fucking redraft. Yeah. He's a yeah. best ball guy. I'd love to have him in best ball. But... Best ball, he'd be awesome. Yeah. Best ball, I'm definitely <laughs> talking about just because of that. He has mm-hmm. huge weeks and then he has shit weeks. Yeah. Best balls for wussies that don't want to set their lineup. Uh, when you have a hundred leagues, Brian, that's what you want. <laughs> you can't set all of them every week. I've done a couple. I've done a couple of best ball drafts. It's kind of actually. I actually I'm like, like oh, them. Yeah. I don't even have to worry about this. I can check back in fucking four months. See how we did. Check, yeah. check back in December and cash your check. <laughs> so uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap the episode. So obviously we're just doing the booms tonight. We'll have to do the bus on the next episode. Uh, we'll get that out to you as soon as possible. But, uh, Stephen, do you have anything you want to say to the listeners? The listener leagues are full. We will be sending out the invites and getting everybody into those leagues. Thank you, everybody who submitted a request. We really appreciate it. And good luck this year in taking fourth place. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the unfortunately, it's closed. If you didn't get in, you didn't get in. I'm sorry. Um, we just, we randomized it. We picked the guys we picked. If you sent us an email and you didn't get it, we apologize, but we wanted to do three leagues, each one of them commissioned by one of us. So we only had 36 spots. Uh, you know, we didn't want to go any bigger than that. Cause you know, we want to keep it manageable. Um, you know, thank you for everybody that submitted your submission. We really look forward to playing with the guys we're playing with. And if you didn't get in this year, try next year. I mean, obviously, we, we'd still love to have you. It was nothing personal. It was randomized. We're, we're sorry. Uh, Eric, did you have anything you want to say to the listeners? The Degenerates Redraft League. The draft is tomorrow, Saturday, August 21st. I'm going to be inputting the draft live through a mock on Sleeper, which I am then going to screenshot the board. I'm going to put it on Insta. Brian's going to put it on Facebook. Steve will put it on Twitter. It will be up on the website. I want you guys to critique the teams. These are live draft. These are, these are money teams. This ain't a fucking mock. This is the team that we're going into the season with. So we want to hear the feedback. We want to know what you guys think. Look, you know, say we've reached on a guy. Say this team sucks. This team's looking like the clear-cut favorite. You know, we want to hear the feedback from you, the listener. And I look forward to taking you motherfuckers down in the listener redraft league. <laughs> and when you look at the draft board, don't forget to tell us which one of the degenerate hosts had the worst draft. Eric, Steve, or myself. We won't take it personal. Everybody has their opinion. And we'll see at the end of the year who was right and who was wrong. So, uh, obviously, you can get in touch with us by leaving us an email at dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Uh, if you leave us an email, obviously we could read it on the show just like we did earlier today. And uh, if you send us an email and share a social media post, you are automatically entered to win our giveaway. Our giveaway this month is a full-size Tyreek Hill helmet 
and a custom stat jersey from the Super Bowl. So you share a social media post, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck you want. Obviously, we don't judge. Anything will do. And send us a question. Leave us a voicemail. The phone number is 508-343-8010. It does not ring. It'll go straight to voicemail. Oh, that's all you have to do, guys. Reach out to us. Share a social media post. You guys write emails every single day. You share social media posts every single day. You do that for us, and you can win some swag. And like I said, it's a whole Tyreek Hill collection. You're a Chiefs fan. You want to decorate your man cave. Maybe you owned him on your championship team. Whatever you want, Tyreek is there for you. So please reach out to us. Please get entered. We get more and more entries every single month. So make sure you get in. If you want to check out our rankings, you can go to our website, daydreamingdegenerates.com. It's an easy one. And uh, and you can also find our email on there. Our regular email, which is the one I gave you, dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. And our judgment email. If you send us a judgment, you are also automatically entered to win the giveaway. We will judge your league. We will judge your team. We will judge your trade. We'll judge anything. We'll make a special episode just for you and your league mates. So that way you can send us the draft board and we say, hey, you have the best team. You have the best running backs. You have the best wide receivers. And this schmuck over here, he sucks. And you can play it for him and be like, see, it's not just me. You do suck. They say so too. Just for you guys, totally separate feed, daydreaming degenerate judgments. So... Please reach out to us. Please let us know what you like, what you don't like. Please let us know what you think of the show. Just reach out. I mean, we want to hear from you guys. We wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you guys. That's all we want is to hear from you guys. So please feel free. And obviously, we love you. Have a good night. And we look forward to hearing from you again. Hey.